0: Hey, AfterBuzzers and Kaminsky Method fans, we are going to be talking about episodes three and four, all about booty calls, letting go, and prostate problems with those issues. You won't want to miss it, so stick around right after this. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz
1: TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. The end is near.
0: It's like a song. Very fitting uh, for this
1: episode. uh, Welcome back, guys. Welcome back, Yasmin. What's going on? Thank you. A hell of a lot, it seems. I know. We've had some interesting moments, as (laughs) as you've mentioned, (laughs) prostate issues. Kegel squeaking. Uh, and booty whatnot. calls. Booty calls. Oh, inappropriate. Right, then, <laughs> I know. I Please. think we
0: covered it all in just two quick episodes. But okay. here we are again. Um, hey, guys. Allie Nasta here. And uh, we're ready to break down episode three and four. We are missing a lovely Mina tonight. Um, we miss you, Mina. So but she will be back next week. Um... And like I mentioned briefly, this is my lovely co-host Yasmin Tanrez to my left, and we love talking Kaminsky Method with you guys, and we hope you enjoy it as well. Please make sure to comment below and let us know you're there, and also join us in the live chat, and let us know your thoughts as we break it down this week's uh, episodes three and
1: four. So, overall thoughts of these two episodes, Yasmin? Um, I like the fact that we got more of an insight into Phoebe. Who Phoebe is, what she's all about, even though there's still some mystery there, like, what her, let's say, in-between life is. has been. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then sort of the the development between Sandy and Lisa has been interesting, because I didn't think it was going to go into this direction. It's turning a little sour. Yes.
0: <laughs> I know. I think he thought it was going to be, like, an easy, you know, score and a touchdown, but it wasn't. It no. isn't. Um, with that being said, let's jump into it. So I really wanted to start off with Phoebe because last week we got introduced to her of just like tumbling into the the funeral and we didn't know what she was doing there. We didn't know what her issue was. We kind of knew that she was a drunk but not too much into it. Okay. And this this these two episodes, we really kind of got established that she's – a drug addict, she's got a lot of issues, but, like, what happened? What led her to be to that point? Do you feel like it had something to do with the parenting? Was there some sort of lack of structure? Mm -hmm. And now it's kind of like it was too far gone? What do you think is the real story behind her? I mean,
1: she just dropped out of nowhere into that funeral, right? And then within the, 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 what was it, like, when they were back in the home and she... Blurted out how her husband or ex husband turned out to be gay, and that's why there was this whole like marriage issue and sexual issue. And but when she was saying it, she was saying it in a very sexual form to the rabbi with the asparagus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with the asparagus in her mouth. I thought, okay, lady, like she just seems to be wired in a very unconventional way and not unconventional because I think she has been through stuff she's got a lot of resentment you can tell mm-hmm. and and the, and she did mention when she gives the speech at the funeral uh, not at the funeral but back in the house mm-hmm. she's like everybody listen my mother was amazing that like she gave to everybody but the person that she gave birth to yeah essentially is what she said and I thought there's something there I wonder why their relationship wasn't pristine and and as well, obviously, with her father, right? And it does sound so interesting that she
0: seems to be resentful that you br- that you bring up is because the Norman and Elaine seem to be that Eileen seem to be this perfect couple in a sense. Everybody loved them. She was this Hollywood starlet, beautiful, amazing woman, from what we've seen from other people. So it's interesting that the only glimpse into kind of maybe what might be more realistic is. Phoebe but then again where did where did something go wrong you know what I mean and that's something that we're still trying to peel back the layers on yeah um but I think what I liked about you saying that you know she seems a little resentful it's very very true because she seems so insensitive to her mother's death where she's stealing her things her shoes she doesn't care she doesn't have she doesn't have any um what's the word I'm looking for She just doesn't have to seem
1: any connection with her mother that she cares. And she doesn't seem the least bit sad that her mother has passed. I, I really do question, though... To what extent did her mother care about her? Because how can you not care about your mother? Yeah. If you weren't supported or nourished. Right. I feel like the mom wasn't there. Unless she's just numb to the issue.
0: Mm -hmm. And maybe she just hasn't really dove into those emotions yet and really decided how she was going to feel about it. And maybe that's why she's trying to cover it up with drugs or whatever it may be. But then again, this this doesn't seem like it would be the first time that she has really gotten to drugs and had these problems because she's been to rehab before and they've Mm -hmm. done
1: so much for her. I do wonder though, you know, because like she's had, clearly she's been growing up in such an amazing home, parents that love each other so much. Maybe they just love each other so much to the point that they neglected her. I don't know, but it's just like, she doesn't seem to be thankful or um, appreciative of, of, what she has and what she could have and what she could have strived for. So I always do question when people do fall into that bad cycle and bad habit of taking drugs and whatever environment and group of people that you surround yourself with, what triggered that? So ultimately, I think that it does stem from home. So I'm intrigued to know what will happen throughout the series. Or, agree, yeah. agree with you
0: 100%. And I think one thing too that I'm going to be interested to see is that, you know, maybe if she was neglected, there's obviously a piece that were a piece of the puzzle that we're missing. Is this going to be Norman's opportunity once he kind of shrugs all of the negativity towards her and his type of resentment towards her as well of kind of feeling like he's failed her in a sense? Maybe now that Eileen is gone, he's going to spend a little bit more time diving into the issues that really are lying with Phoebe. And maybe they will be able to rekindle some sort of relationship. Obviously, there's a long ways to go. Um,
1: but do you think that this is a salvage- salvageable relationship? I, I feel like because um norman is kind of having you know these kind of reactions of loss and starting mm-hmm. to imagine his well eileen there and she's in his imagination talking to him saying you know it's just a bag let it go really wants to mend the relationship so i think it's going to be a gradual sort of progression in which he's going to start to realize, well, actually, I've never... Because he didn't even buy or think about her in the grocery stores to buy her food. And he's just, like, already putting that preemptive assumption of, well, she's been to rehab before. She's such a druggy. She doesn't really need anything but beef jerky. And it's almost like, well, listen, if you're listening and if you're seeing that person doing that over and over again, something has got to change. And ultimately, if you can help that person change by actually caring and, like, you know, nourishing them properly maybe that person will change too because clearly she's still like a little girl. I mean, she like goes into the pool right. as if she's dead. Really, I though. mean, that's yeah. childlike.
0: Very childlike. Yeah. And and there, there's just, I feel like there's definitely other things deriving this character rather, rather than just the relationship between that relationship that Eileen and uh, Norman have kind of provided for her as her parent parental figures, but and maybe that is a scent thing where they were they weren't there when she needed them to be when she was younger, and then it was kind of like one of those she was just like too far gone yeah. But I don't know i'm really I am even more intrigued than I was last the last week when we talked about it to see where this relationship turns up and and to kind of see where Phoebe falls mm. into this scenario with this show
1: and kind of what's the backstory behind that because there's more to the story that we don't know yet. Certainly. I mean we saw like she already tumbled in there. We already knew she mm-hmm. was going to be chaos or something. Right. Now it's just a matter of unraveling what this chaos is right. and how what the cause is. So yeah I think we'll see that in the next few weeks. Definitely. I
0: mean, and yeah. obviously we saw her leave Norman's house. Do you think she's gone for good.
1: No. <laughs> for, because she doesn't have any money, it right. seems. She has nowhere to go. Not even able to pay for an Uber. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely think she she can't be so short into the picture. She's gonna come back. A hundred percent.
0: I agree, <laughs> I agree. Um so Or she maybe... or
1: as I said in my predictions, sorry to No, go, go for it. But that short because Norman did call Sandy, being like, in case she knocks on your door. Right. <laughs> my prediction was maybe there's some chaos that's going to erupt between the two. Oh, man. Then Sandy and Lisa are working out right now or uh, to the fullest potential. Oh, my gosh. Could. That could
0: be the, the wildest thing. I don't know <laughs> if I'm ready for that. Man, so many layers to peel back. I can't even wait to get into it. But speaking of layers and lots of different dimensions and different topics, we here at Afterbuzz have so many different shows and things that we break down for you every week
1: so we want to give you a glimpse of that yes, Yasmin exactly so hey after buzzers, before we do move on to our next topic as we have a billion topics that we like to talk about but need to narrow it down we just wanted to say thank you so much for making us the ESPN of TV talk for us to continue to grow we could use your help if you're on YouTube right now hit that thumbs up button and subscribe and if you're on iTunes please give us a five star rating I put 10 just now on youtube (laughs) five star rating on itunes but no matter where you are leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation we love to know what you think and create that discussion and um Being a part of the AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to all of us and we truly appreciate you supporting us in doing what we love. Don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying our shows. We have so many other shows and ultimately we love the Committency Method. This is why we're here and just want to know what your opinion is as well. Definitely. Thank you so much for that. And we love you guys
0: so much. And like Yasmin said, please comment below. Let us know what you're thinking. We'd love to take your advice and incorporate that into our future shows. Um, Going right back into it, let's talk a little bit about this denial that Sandy has with his prostate problems. So he's having issues, and he's not really tackling them at the forefront. And I can't tell if this is just this is a pattern of who he is as a person where he doesn't like tackle things right away and he kind of denies and is in denial or is that just because he doesn't want to he wants to deny the fact that he's getting older
1: Mm, he has that fear of death as well doesn't Mm -hmm. he clearly and so it's like oh there's an issue there I don't really want to quite address this but everybody's forcing me to do this so he knows it's a problem I mean he's even peed in Lisa's bush
0: (laughs) which was like (laughs) The way that they brought that, they threw that back in was kind of genius, you gotta say. That
1: was hilarious. I feel for him because ultimately I think, you know, I'm not that age, but I think, you know, old people suffer through so much and it's scary. And of course he's got anxiety over it. He doesn't want to know if he has prostate cancer or anything else, so... Can I just say though, as well, yes. when he got to check, when he got the checkup by Danny Levito, I was like, oh my God, this is the doctor. And he's like, you just have a big prostate, you know, you're just going to go pee pee more. And then puts his fingers up his ass. And no. <laughs> that was a brilliant moment. Good on his behalf for his acting as well in this. Definitely. <laughs> I couldn't take him seriously as a doctor, but because <laughs> he was funny, I thought, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I just find it really interesting. Sandy seems to kind of push any type of issue or problem away instead of let it just kind of, which is like obviously anybody does that. Anybody pushes problems away. But it seems that his daughter, you know, Mindy keeps kind of coming to him with these things and trying to help him out. And she, he kind of even pushes her away. And I think that's kind of a glimpse into their relationship. And what we were kind of questioning last week is what's going on there? Why don't they have the stronger bond? And I think it's because he has kind of pushed away any type of emotion. And it's interesting there, though, because even though he pushaways, he pushes usually issues or emotional ties away, it seems that with Lisa, he thought that this was just going to be, you know, I a agree. swish hoop, a swish in the hoop, and he thought it was going to be a score. And she's denying him and pushing him away and saying, sorry, I've got other plans.
1: Yeah, which I was shocked about. But, you know, also, like, the way that he called her late, I don't know how late it was, but it was... Basically, like, I think it was
0: around like 10 o'clock because Norman had called or they said something about 10 o'clock. Okay, yeah, so So that was like, yeah,
1: I know that, yeah, that's inappropriate. (laughs) You don't treat a lady like that, so I appreciate it. That was in the do you think that was his
0: real intentions was a booty call? No, not at all,
1: (laughs) but you know, if you're it's still they're still in their courtship stage, right? You know, he's still only taken her to sad places you know yeah. like a funeral and the hospital it's just <laughs> so he's true. not actually taking her out properly even though he's asked her to go for lunch and everything um but yeah i think i i don't i question as well just as you're asking like why he is pushing away any sort of emotional aspect is him having mentioned that his third ex-wife was also in rehab i feel like he's been through a lot he's mm-hmm. had to handle a lot with a lot of different women and I think right. he's just attracted that craziness and then that's how he was he kind of dealt with women like that and doesn't really know how to deal with a non-crazy woman like Lisa <laughs> yeah, it's almost too
0: easy and maybe that's what makes him feel more comfortable and feeling like he can call her at whatever hour of the day is that he kind of feels like he's known her forever even though it's really only been who knows in the course of the show it could only be like two or three days yeah. you know Um, so it is very interesting, and I kind of like that Lisa's putting him through the ringer a little bit, because it's not just, you know, gonna happen right away, she's making him kind of grovel a little bit and see what's gonna happen, um, but I do... Something about Lisa you can tell really intrigues him, and he's definitely going to continue knocking on the door and ringing the phone, and it's not going to stop anytime soon. And they have just this instant connection that I think is yeah. definitely going to dive deeper.
1: I want to see that flourish. I do too. Yeah. And you're right. I want to see him take her out on an actual date, yeah, instead of a funeral or a hospital trip. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like almost it's been sort of, even though he wanted to take out prop take her out properly the first time around, I just I feel like. It's It's been kind of getting into that convenience space that he's Mm -hmm. sort of allowed himself to get into that space and think it's okay to just call her up at ten p.m. and get together. And obviously, she's still like, no, you still have to impress me. So I'm curious to see what he does to make up for it.
0: (sighs) No, that's such a great point, and and I feel like that I feel like actually it could lead him because he is kind of comfortable at this point. I think she's also she kind of cares conveniently, she just kind of cares for him already. And I think that whatever happens with his prostate, you know, whether it be cancerous or not, I just have a feeling like she's going to be there for him to, like, take him to the doctor's appointments or something. But I'm wondering, do you think that this... Is going to turn up into a friendship? Or do you think
1: there's going to be a romance at the end of this relationship? There's
0: definitely going to be romance.
1: Okay. I see the sparks, the chemistry, the connection. There's still obviously hesitancy Mm -hmm. on both parts. He doesn't really quite know how to approach her properly. And she doesn't really get him in some sense because well she knows what she's a lady Mm um um but she is definitely a caring woman because she's there she you know even agreed to go to the funeral with him in the hospital and everything and you wouldn't choose to do that unless you really thought you know there's something there i want to be for this person so I did, I think romance and friendship. Friendship, romance. Right. For sure. Starting starting friends first.
0: Yes. And I think Lisa's definitely like, "Oh, you know what? You're going to have to try a little harder than that," which I really appreciate. Um moving on to speaking of friendship. Obviously, we've got Sandy and Norman and they're just kind of there. I mean, they they've got such a cute relationship of I mean, that's what I think is so hard for me to f- see that there were struggles with their children because they seem to have such a strong connection and a strong bond that you almost forget, like, what's going on outside of just their friendship when you're watching them on screen. Do you mm-hmm, agree? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that's why I'm, like, questioning as well, the, you know, the dynamic of Norman and Eileen versus Phoebe. It's like almost if the parents or the... Adults are just so much together and neglecting their children. It's just it is strange, you know. Right, but it does happen, and I'm but I'm curious to know as to like what's going to develop and what are the root causes. Yeah, um, I love their relationship though. The woman and uh, Sandy is just so heartwarming to watch two friends for life. I almost felt like they're a couple at this stage. Yeah, because no they, they do w- absolutely everything together. Um, everything. And even even like at one point when they're sitting outside at Norman's garden and Norman's like, So my darling, how was your day? <laughs> Like, you two are just such a couple right now. So, they're (laughs) such a couple. And they go shopping together, grocery shopping together. And, you know, they just have this continuous banter with each other, which is great to watch. And they say, this is an article that I was reading the other day, how the um, most everlasting relationships, the strongest relationships are those that can poke fun at each other, you know? And you can see that with them too. Not that they're going to be in a relationship. I'm not saying that. But but it's like... That's the t- their best friendship. type of relationship. Yeah. yeah,
0: no, I agree. Um, I, and it's so fun to see kind of all the relationships kind of unravel and see where they're going to end up and see you know peel back the layers, see what happened years ago and kind of what's led them all to be at this point in the show. Um, such a great show, so many fun things, and I love how they're able to kind of just banter and laugh about silly issues, like serious issues but make it in a silly tone to where you kind of can digest all of it and it's not too serious and not too anxiety driven. Yes. Great show. Love it so much. Um, But I think that kind of wraps up episodes three and four. Was there any last things you wanted to say before we get into our special segment? Um, I mean
1: I know we've touched upon the main points, like yes, Phoebe's issue, I really hope she does come out of this cycle and you know returns with a clearer mind mm-hmm. but um yeah yeah that was I mean other than just I thought it was funny how when San, Sandy was going through the prostate issue mm-hmm. and then at school the student was like namaste and very, right. very I thought that was very cute um so he has a lot of people around him that really care for him which yeah. I think is awesome definitely yeah
0: um. Uh, speaking of class and everything, we're going to get into our special segment today, which yes. is eight acting techniques. Yasmin, would you like to take it away?
1: Yes. Okay. So obviously the Kaminsky method, I'm still, by the way, I'm questioning, I'm still trying to put my foot on what kind of a method this is. So maybe after we recap the eight, <laughs> eight different styles, we can figure out perhaps what those eight are. So first up, we've got the Stanislavski system, which is one of the world's most frequently taught acting techniques. Stanislavski-inspired scores of future teachers including stella adler sanford meisner and lee straspert so it's you're thinking more emotional through emotional memory recall and spiritual realism as well as self analysis so i'm mm-hmm. imagining this technique is a lot of like deep inside type of work in order to create that yeah. real act <laughs> At least Strasbourg would be another one, which is pretty well known. Um, actors intensify their connections to the work by mimicking characters' experiences within the context of their own real lives and reaching deeper connections and understandings of their characters' emotional words. So that's kind of different. We mm-hmm. can still see a connection with the emotion. <laughs> and there we see, and as we can see on screen, it's t- um, Tom Cruise, right? Because I'm really intense and the things I'm feeling are really intense. It. So you're really having to that- like identify yourself yeah I believe no that, no I think wait, that's, that's Jim Carrey that's Jim Carrey you're I right was I was like, like oh wait <laughs> a minute <laughs> that's well been pointed. Stella Adler is another technique um her approach is also built on that of Stanislavski But imagination is emphasized over emotional recall. In her words, you have to get beyond your own precious inner experiences. So I think this really pushes the boundaries of your imagination. Mm -hmm. And The next one is Meisner Technique, famous for his repetition exercise. Meisner teaches actors to live truthfully under given imaginary circumstances. The work emphasizes openness, honesty, and listening above all. I kind of want to say Borat and those films. Sacha Baron Baron has used that mm-hmm. if I'm trying to connect it to... A method. Uh, Michael Chekhov created a famous psychophysical technique, which draws on physical actions and mind-body connection to create a sensual approach to hmm. the character. So that's all about body language. I'm
0: sitting here trying to think, like, what the Kaminsky method would be in 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 terms of the show. And I don't think we've seen him teach enough. You know what I mean? We've seen the actors in the class kind of. Give their performance, but he always ends up like leaving the room whenever
1: they're looking for advice or wherever he needs to get his, give his feedback. Yes, and I think we've only caught a couple of glimpses. Mainly, it's been them producing, not producing, but enacting monologues. Yeah, and so I'm questioning: is that kind of like part of his method? You on your own on stage, feeling it and emitting it, because he did give a note of of um, what is it called when you give a, a note to an actor so that they. Uh, like reenact within their own form rather than what has been seen and done before. Mm -hmm. Um, And... What was the other point that he did at this exercise of letting them loose like they had such a Oh, shit? yeah. <laughs> but I think that happens in every method, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so the other, there's just a couple of other ones. So practical aesthetics, developed by actor William H. Macy and playwright David Mammoth. This analytical approach emphasizes the simple pursuit of an action above all else. Actor's intention attention goes to text analysis, script work, and literal understanding of the scene's driving events. Hmm. So that's more text work, I guess, yeah. and you absorbing it. Ute Hagen is all about realism, and students are taught to substitute or transfer their own memories into the experiences of their characters, building deep connections based on their own personal truths. I wonder if the Kaminsky method could be close to that because he gave a note. And it was like a form of substitution. Maybe she yeah. was able to connect to that more. Hmm. Um, and then finally, Viola Spolin, the theater games approach, inspires students to respond immediately and live in the moment. Her technique focuses on self-direction and improvisation. And she's considered a driving force of improv, as we know, in the United States. So I got to give um, credit to Casey Wright from Backstage for providing these eight acting methods, which are highly recognized out there.
0: Amazing. I think we definitely will need a couple more episodes to kind of figure out what the Comincy method is trying to accomplish here, Um, but this definitely gives us a good idea of what methods are out there and what they're trying to emulate in the show. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. That was a good learning lesson for me as well. (laughs) Um, Let's get into some news and gossip. We've got some really exciting (laughs) news to share with you guys. Oh my
1: god. Okay, so there was, last week we were saying there were talks about a season two. Well, well, it's been officially announced on last Thursday by Netflix that they are going to be filming a season two which is going to be starting to probably film next month already. Amazing. So we have a little video to show you which actually is a bit of a behind the scenes video which showed announced that there was going to be a season two. So, so film fun. Nice. Take a look.
0: This is the first
1: time you guys are working together. It's probably going to be the last. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs>
0: Woo! You're sort of semi-retired, or no? No! 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 Not, no! 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 You, no, 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 <laughs> no! If you guys are no listening self- on the podcast, we well, just showed Michael a brief Marshall, video, which I you're now hearing, which is behind-the-scenes, well, the and they are no. well, Michael Douglas yeah. and Alan Arkin, and they're officially doing a season two. Yes, that's look forward to. What do you hope to take away from the show, and what do you hope the audience is going to take away? I I'm
1: sorry this time is up. To... <laughs> it's a sound bite here. You can't pause. You can't think. There is no reflection allowed on television. Comedy is much more difficult to do to you the drama. You know what the hell you're talking I about. I know what I'm talking about. That's the thing I like most about the show is how you go from a funny moment and the way yeah. life is. You go from a funny moment to tragedy.
0: It's about two deranged neurotic Depressed old men whose lives <laughs> are falling apart, who have nothing to offer anymore and know it, and are trying to survive. It's hysterical. It's absolutely hysterical.
1: <laughs> so yeah, like I, I think they were even just a little bit unexpected about this because it just immediately just happened out of nowhere so fast. Um, So what they've announced is that the new series will have eight episodes, so there was this whole talk back and forth, whether it Mm -hmm. be 10 or 13, now it's gone down to eight, with all the main cast returning and some cameo stars. um, There's no official release date confirmed, but it could be as early as the winter of this year. Oh, wow. If they want to keep in the pattern of when they released the first season, Um, so... Another thing is, further to their Golden Globe wins, uh, they have also been nominated for further three SAG, SAG nominations, which wow. is going to be showcased this Sunday. Both Alan Arkin and Michael Douglas have been nominated for outstanding performance by a male actor in a comedy series. So you can find out the verdict this Sunday. I think it's around 5.30 p.m. PSG, like right? like that. Yeah. So we'll see if they have any more wins. It's such an incredible show. Yeah. I'm just so fascinated by how well it's done. So Definitely. Kudos.
0: Love it. <sighs> Thank you guys for another amazing week. Let's get in some quick predictions. And then we'll wrap it up. Maya. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. predictions. Boom. Alrighty, so what are you thinking is
1: going to happen in Episodes 5 and 6? Okay, we kind of know my prediction of thinking that um, potentially <laughs> Phoebe's going to create I, chaos. That would be
0: so... I feel like I, I'm going to say I'm going to not believe in that, but I I'm hope excited. I but
1: it could. I like that it's, you're it's thinking It's drama. That. It is you know? drama. <laughs> that is for sure. Um, but I do think that Mindy will have wise words and perhaps actually get closer to Phoebe. I think mm-hmm. they need to, you know, they still haven't had an interaction. and Yeah, except so, she mentioned
0: that the last time, remember when she babysat her, that story that she told? Oh, yeah, about the at the b- funeral.
1: <laughs> oh, God, yeah, true. So, <laughs> so maybe, maybe she's, like, over that friendship. <laughs> maybe, yes, unless they hopefully break the ice so that <laughs> yeah. Phoebe doesn't go calling to Sandy, and Sandy can be great in peace with Lisa. Yes. So we'll see.
0: Let's hope not. What um, do you think? I'm thinking... We're going to have, like, Sandy's going to, like, have no one to call to bring him to, like, some sort of doctor's appointment, and he's going to call Lisa, and then that's when Lisa, I feel like, is going to be, like, I think she's going to kind of lay down the law and be like, listen, I'm having fun with you, but, like, I can't be the person that's always just going to come, like, you need to take me on a date. Like, I think there's going to be some sort of, like, confrontation of what they are, where they stand, what's kind of next for
1: them. I like that. And that's kind gonna... Oh, go ahead. I just don't know if... You know, I feel like she's always going through the motions of going to hospital. I feel like that's but just But I feel like she's upsetting. good about,
0: like, standing, like, putting her foot down. And I think this is something that she might put her foot down for. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess we will have to wait and see and um, binge the next two episodes on Netflix. Thank you guys so much for joining us another week. We cannot wait to meet you guys here again next Tuesday. In the meantime, Yasmin, where can they find you on social media? You
1: can find me on all social media platforms at Yasmin Tanrez and my website, Yasmin Tanrez and hey
0: guys Ali Nasty here find me on Instagram at Ali and of course follow AfterBuzz TV on all social media platforms we will see you next week bye, bye.
1: our founder Kevin Undergaro and me Maria Menounos would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV remember we're not just the first we're the biggest in the world and we're the
0: only destination for all your favorite TV shows whatever you crave we've got it so go to
1: AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup